Hello everyone. Welcome to the Go Virtues podcast, previously known as Family of Virtues. It has been a long time since we've spoken and I'm so happy to be able to share our thoughts, ideas and discussions on bringing out the best in our children and ourselves with you here today. I'm honored as well to be inviting our first guest from season 1, a colleague, mentor and friend, Shireen Ratnani, who will be co-hosting the podcast with me this season. As usual, please ensure that you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Go Virtues for all the latest updates and also check out all our previous episodes on your favorite podcast player or through govirtues.com. Let's begin. With over 6 months of a break during this pandemic, I'm sure that we have all had a lot to reflect on, experienced many highs and lows in our lives, and I hope that all our listeners are keeping themselves safe and healthy during these times. Our podcast has reached thousands of listeners from many countries including the US, Indonesia, Canada, Malaysia and Brazil to name a few. And I would like to take this opportunity to thank our listeners from all over the world who are tuning in and welcome you officially to the second season. It is your support and encouragement that's invaluable to us producing this podcast. Now for those of you loyal followers, I don't know if you remember, but all the way back in season 1 in one of the first few episodes, um I had a guest and her name was Shireen Ratnani and we did an episode together on the virtue of love uh with the title is love enough um it is my honor and absolute pleasure to introduce Shireen as my co-host for the season of the family of virtues um Shireen and I have been uh you know colleagues she's a mentor she's a friend and we've known each other for almost 20 years now um i can describe her as a passionate educator a purposeful educator someone that's always so positive and inspiring to people around her and a person that's uh, you know resilient and perseveres and is always determined and um it really gives me great pleasure to bring you on board Shireen I'm so happy to have you here Hi Richard thank you for it's it's an honor to be a part of this it's a, it's been an absolute pleasure and I think um I have missed the podcasts as well so I'm really happy to co-host this with you and i don't think i need to say much about myself because you've said more than what i could have said <laughs> and i just like to add on that yes i'm besides all that richard said i am yes a very passionate educator and a mom of two young adults so besides the experience that i have from all the um, uh, education it is the real life experience of raising two daughters that has added to m- my own reservoir of ideas skills and just understanding of raising kids. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And look, you've shared so many stories with us in the past as well, um especially in that episode. And I think, you know, it's it I'm just so happy to have somebody else on this show as well. I mean, it it, it started it started to get pretty lonely doing the reflections a little bit, and then, you know, we had to keep finding guests and and and, and I hope we we should be able to try and do some guests this season too. Um but it's just always nice to have a friend uh to be able to bounce off ideas on every time. It, Yes, absolutely. You know, it goes back to reflecting on how we really live in communities and yeah. being alone is okay for a while. Like even being yeah. in this lockdown, it's just okay for a while. But then yeah. I think we naturally gravitate towards being around people. So yes, I'm absolutely excited to co-host this with you, Richard. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks so much, Sharin. I think um we we we're going to be focusing today on uh, the virtue of responsibility and Sharin, hang on. Let's let's update everybody a little bit. You have recently um 
gone through the virtues facilitators training as well. So how about giving us a little bit of feedback on, on what your journey has been like into the virtues project and also becoming a facilitator? Okay, first of all, um, I think I'd like to thank you for actually recommending this um, this whole training. I think it was very transformational for me. Mm. I think it, it was it got me to shift in the way I saw things, my entire perspective on the way I've been speaking to my children. And a very quick example to that would be, <laughs> you know, I've always told my daughter, God, you're so stubborn. You know, you don't want to do this. There's something particular that she just likes to put her laundry in a particular place. And I always yeah. say, you know, you're so stubborn that you always leave it here. And I thought, okay, let's see if, you know, the virtues really work. So after doing the whole training, I went and I told her, you're very determined and I see you like to leave your stuff here, but, you know, it would be really nice if you put it there. And it worked magically. Yeah. You know, I think it really, the language of the virtues is transformational. It works magically. And I think yeah. you yourself have had a lot of experience with that, Richard, and yeah. um, can probably give us a lot of examples along the way. Yeah, I know. And I've, I've, you know, even in the previous season, I spoke to, uh, you know, to our listeners as well. And I always say on these podcasts and even speak to parents whenever I get the chance that it's never, ever too young. You know, a lot of people think about these words and they think, you know, how are kids going to understand this? But my God, they do understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, from the age of three, from the age of four, they start picking up on the language um, that you use. Um, and they start using it. And it is transformative for us and for them as well, because they, they have an understanding of what it is that they're going through, what they're being acknowledged for, you know, what they need to do. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I think when you role model it, because you're role modeling it, and while you are doing it, you're giving it a name. So yeah. they're picking up that label and they're, they have a concrete experience of what that looks like. And yeah, that's why true. they pick it up so quickly. Yeah, they do. They do. And t- today we're going to be focusing on our first our first episode is going to be focusing on the virtue of uh, responsibility. So uh, before we get started, you know, you know the drill. So I'm going to read the virtues card for responsibility and then we'll do our reflections and then and then take it away with uh, questions and discussions. That's so sick. responsibility. Responsibility is a willingness to be accountable for our choices. Others can depend on us to do what we say, we will do, and to give our best effort. We take on what is ours to do with commitment and reliability. It is important to discern what responsibility belongs to us and what belongs to others. Taking on another spiritual work deprives us both. When we make mistakes, we have the courage to change for the better. We make amends instead of excuses we have the ability to respond ably. Hmm. Shireen, what are your thoughts? Wow. I think um, as you you were reading out the card, I was just reflecting on everything. And I think Mm. to, to just summarize it, I think, yes, you know, responsibility is totally just taking ownership for what you do. Yeah. Without blaming anybody or anything for it. And being able to... Uh, to face the consequences of it. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I, I think uh, actually remembering that everything we do, you know, uh, it's easier to just blame other people, but the minute we stop and we take responsibility for it ourselves, I think we just evolve and we become better human beings. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I like that taking on another spiritual work deprives us both. And I know that's a little deeper. Um, I've taken this of the reflections cards, not the educators cards. So it's obviously going to resonate with us at a more uh, adult level. Um, but taking on another spiritual work deprives us both in a sense that have we, you know, have, have we taken on much more than, than we were able to handle, you know, in the first place. And I think a lot, a lot of it depends on, you know, our upbringing as well, whether or not we have been trained to be assertive enough to be able to say, to be able to say no, or to be able to tactfully say what we can or cannot do. Um, I think sometimes a lot of anxiety and stress comes on from taking on too much or biting a lot more than we can chew. Um, and one may argue that makes us a little irresponsible as well, you know, for, for trying to take on too much that we may not possibly be able to deliver. So I found that really deep. Yeah, I think, I think that's actually because as parents, sometimes we lay out a lot of expectations on children. I mean, yeah. society has a lot of expectations. Exams leave us with expectations. Just everything in our life leaves us with so mm -hmm. many expectations to meet. And, uh, you know, without taking into consideration that each one of us is a different human being with our unique set of skills and abilities and mm. having to meet these expectations it really is a very pressurizing sometimes. And, and that's why I think you're right. You know, we need to be able to be assertive and say no where we have to. I completely yeah. resonate with that idea. Yeah. So let's look at responsibility, you know, in the context of our homes. And, and I'd like to advise listeners that, you know, when, when this is the family of virtues. So when we're speaking, we're, we're looking at these examples that relate to you as parents um, and how you relate to your children. And also how we relate to each other um, in, in our family, whether it's with grandparents, whether it's with our spouses and things like that. So we're going to, you know, try and throw in examples from uh, and, and discussions from a lot of different angles. But when we look at re responsibility, why do we practice it at the end of the day? What at, at its core, we practice responsibility because um, when others can trust us, right, um, others can count on us. If we are responsible for our actions, we are willing to be accountable and we get a lot of things done and people can trust us. So how does this help, uh, Shireen, how does this help for adopting this kind of behavior? Okay. It's very interesting, you know, but with all the parents that I've spoken to in several workshops, I think hundreds of parents, when you ask them, what are some of the characteristics that you want to see in a child and one of the thing that always comes up is responsibility yes. I want my child to be responsible and so to me when I try and break this down and try and understand why do parents really say I want my child to be responsible I yeah. think it's because underneath responsibility comes a lot of other stuff you mm -hmm. know when a child is responsible it's coming with a lot of self-esteem it's coming with a lot of uh, confidence um, a sense of autonomy you know a control of uh, the child being able to do something and to even be answerable for the consequences yeah. of it so I yeah. think it's like a whole package and when parents say responsible it's it's like an outcome of their child you know having the self-esteem and yeah. actually you know um, showing all of these different traits yeah. And we need to be a little careful as well. I mean, when, when we look at outcomes, like, you know, in terms of responsibility, a lot of it is focusing on the processes, right? 
yes. you know, a child, a child when they're young is not going to be able to make his bed in the most perfect condition, but he's taking the responsibility. He's making the effort to be able to do so. And that's why, you know, acknowledging them, not necessarily for the outcome, but for the, for the attempt, you know, of, of being responsible, I think is quite important uh, from, from, from early days. Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, the way I like to uh, remember that is to actually look at the R-E-S of responsibility. You know, uh, the R is we need to constantly role model it. You can't expect your child to be responsible when you are not being responsible and accountable. So whether it's something as simple as uh, being somewhere on time or, you know, taking your plate and leaving it where it needs to be. Something, yep. you know, something as small as that. You need yeah. to role model it because, yeah. uh, they, you know, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. So that's the R. And I think the E part of it is you need to explain to children why it is important to be responsible. Yeah. You know, we tell them be responsible, but why is it important? And, you know, you need to explain that. And finally, the, the S part of it, like you said, is to show acknowledgement and to show praise. You know, yeah. very often uh, we uh, we see children being responsible. We see them being generous or whatever. And we yeah. forget to, you know, show acknowledgement yeah. by showing this kind of acknowledgement. What actually happens is that I think it helps uh, children change these uh, attributes or these virtues into habits yeah right and yeah. then then it becomes just a you know a naturally uh, disposed way of being it becomes yeah. just a natural disposition then yeah, yeah, yeah. no I, I like what you said about acknowledgement and you know right this part of the virtues project it's uh, the key is how to speak the language how to speak it in a positive way uh, and in fact what we can do uh, for the following episode is try and do a short one on how is it that we can speak the language? You spoke about acknowledgement and praise. In fact, I think we should just do one. Um, Brilliant. Sure. On, on speaking the language. How do we actually praise? How do we use the virtues? How do we use the evidence? How do we frame these sentences? We'll try and do one uh, in Lovely. the next couple of episodes yeah. for sure. But, you you know, I, I'm taking a cue on what you said earlier about taking the plates. And that's exactly what we started doing. You know, ever since I had a kid. And before that, I wasn't taking my plates. <laughs> and, right. and and now I do because you then want to role model you want to make sure that if you're trying to teach him responsibility then of course you have, you have to show that you're being responsible too and slowly it just becomes a habit right yes. it's it, now it's just something that we do no questions yes, so absolutely. so I think that's really really important and if what is that it, it also does something for us doesn't it um, for a child that starts early in being reliable, being trustworthy, um, being accountable, and also knowing that they're able to finish tasks on time, taking responsibility for their work. Yes. That does a lot for them when they're growing up and also when they're then eventually independent in university or when they live their lives in the future. Yes, absolutely. You know, um, because I'm a mother of two young adults, I... I'll, I'll really like to highlight this, that, you know, all the work you need to do with your children is still the time they go to university, because yeah. once they've gone, you cannot control what they're doing. I mean, they're far away. So uh, giving them giving them those wings is very yeah. important. And all you need to do is make sure that, you know, you've rooted them with the virtues. And, yeah. you know, it's funny, but you just spoke about what it does for us. 
this was such a um, it was a very interesting story. But the other day, I was walking down the street with my daughter, and I was eating oranges, and I mm. took one, and I saw a little cat on the street. So I I took one of the orange segments and I just threw it down there for the cat, and yeah. I walked on, and my daughter turned back and stopped me and she said go and take that orange back from there and I'm like why and she said because it's toxic for cats to eat oranges and I'm like oh I didn't know that I said never mind you know the cat will not eat it and she insisted that I should be responsible to go and take it back so the cat didn't make a mistake so you know when we play our part as parents and when we role model it you don't realize but when your children are old enough they come back to remind you and even perhaps acknowledge you for being responsible it's like a cycle yeah Yeah, i think so and you know when you're talking about you know i know we're going to touch a little bit on self-care and stuff like that later It, it is you know the world is going in it's just spiraling out of control um and the type of pressures that young children are facing now young adults are facing are you know completely different in terms of the challenges compared to when we were growing up um and you spoke you spoke about young adults and and when they go to university but uh you're trained as an early childhood educator i'm trained as a primary educator and we always know that these are the formative years we say right the moment the children actually hit puberty or when they go to middle school um, yes. That's it. Their brain completely gets rewired. You're no yep. longer their best friends. And yes. every single seed that you have planted, you're just sort of fingers crossed waiting. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. that is going to sprout. Some. And, 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 and the biggest gift that we can give them is that little person that, on their shoulder that basically tells them, um, hang on, I don't think what you're doing is right, which is a gift of conscience. I think that's really, really important because the kids are going to experiment. They are yes. going to do something wrong. But yes. there is always going to be that voice that says, um, I need to take a step back here. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love what you said, Richard. You know, kids are going to experiment. They are going to do these different things to so try it. Yes, they are going to. But then, yes, do they have that conscience? Do they have that responsibility of knowing yeah. when yeah. to draw a line? Yeah. That's I, so, keep, that's, I keep my yes. agreements. I keep to my agreements. If I've made an agreement, am I keeping to my agreement or not? Absolutely. You know, that's, that's a very, very big part of it as well and if not what what does responsibility not look like if if we're a parent and we're sitting there thinking well i think my child is responsible well i'm not sure well i'll tell you a couple of things if um there is a lot of excuse making going on yeah. um if uh, you know the same mistakes are uh, repeated if you often see things that aren't getting done homework forgotten promises not being kept you know jobs not being finished uh it ends up Uh, it it ends up having that feeling of disappointment. And if people are going to constantly sort of feel disappointed, then the child is also not going to feel that self-worth because they're going to feel that disappointment the whole time as well. Yes. Right? Absolutely. And I think this actually comes from, you know, um, helicopter parents who don't trust their children. And from a very young age, they're doing so much for their children that they don't give them the opportunities to make mistakes and take responsibility for them. Yeah. Right. But where do we draw the line, Shereen? I I feel like sometimes we use this term like helicopter parenting. Yeah. Uh, I want to give credit to the parents too. and, and And I understand that the intention is always good. The yes. intention is always good. They want to care. They want to protect. It's it's coming out of love, right? Absolutely. But Absolutely. what is this helicopter parenting and where is the line? You know, what is the line that we're talking about that shouldn't be Okay. Across? 
So I think, um, you know, when you have, I mean, you have a young uh, boy, he's about eight now. He's seven and a half. Seven and a half, right. Mm. So, okay, managing children is important. They need that, right? They need the structure. They need to be told and all of that. That is fine. But ordering them, commanding them, directing them to a point where they have no voice, okay, where they are micromanaged, I think that is what, um, I'm talking about when I refer to helicopter parenting. In fact, now I think it's no more helicopter parenting. It's drone parenting because, you mm. know, you've got that phone which is there watching every move that your child is making. So I think we can manage our children, but we can't micromanage them. And mm. it's very important to give them a lot of uh, choices with limitations. So if you've got an eight-year-old child, I mean, it's fair to tell them, right, do you want to play um, out here or do you want to play out in the garden? You know, give him choices versus just telling him, you know, it's it's time for you to play and this is where you have to play. Yeah. Now, that is like, you know, that ordering, commanding, directing kind, that OCD parent uh, who's yeah. always doing this. And I think when you do that, how do you expect your children to be responsible? Where yeah. have they had? You've always been responsible for them. So how yeah. do they learn to take responsibility? Yeah, yeah. The, I, I read a book uh, a while back, The Blessing of a Skinned Knee. Um, I know I, I made reference to it in a previous episode as well, but it's the blessing of a skinned knee. So in a sense that, uh, you know, the, the injuries, the pitfalls, you know, those are all blessings because we, mm. we pick ourselves up and we learn from those. Um, and, you know, allowing our children to actually fall, allowing them to make mistakes, even when you know that things aren't going to work out okay. Um, you know, of course, you're not going to intentionally put them in harm's way. Uh, you know, that's understood. Yeah. Uh, but if they've actually made a choice and they've said that, you know, they want to do this in a certain way, even though you know it's going to be diabolical, um, I yes. think allowing them to do it and then to realize, um, you know, I think that that teaches them a lot more yes um, absolutely richard like say you know you know with young kids when they do something wrong i mean we we have our own set of um stressors and we are uh, anxious and i know we we all have different mindsets but you know if we're just aware if we call upon awareness when a mm. child does something wrong i think it's a very good idea to just uh, acknowledge it if, it if it's wrong and ask them how do you think you could be more responsible the next time even Brilliant, using yeah. even using yeah. that word itself yeah just just never say why um yeah you know I was like, <laughs> never say why that. what why did you do this you know i i think if, if we avoid that ask all the other questions and you're sorted you know it's it's the easiest tip i can give what yes. happened here how did yes. it happen um you know do a little bit more fact finding and you know how do you feel about that what yep. do you think you can change the next time? <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> just, absolutely. Just avoid the why and, yes. and magic happens, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad you brought this up because um, I never realized till I attended a workshop several years ago how small the word why is and yeah. how how much it has an impact on the way your conversations go with children. So yeah. yes, I think for the parents listening to everyone listening to us, you know, if you just think about it, when you use the word why, you can never resolve conflict. All no. you get is a set of justifications from your child. Yeah, well, come on. I mean, we know anybody, <laughs> just ask any adult, if, if your spouse or your boss or anybody just says, why did you do this? 
<laughs> mentally, mentally, physically, everybody's taking a step back and, yeah. and you sort of, you, you start becoming a little defensive and, you know, Absolutely. That's, that's the same thing with children as well. So yeah. look, when we look at responsibility, let's try and look at what do you think it looks like when we're actually practicing it in our homes? So let's look at, let's look at homework or a task that's been given to a child. What does it look like? I think um, when, when it comes to homework or something like that, uh, it is important. Again, yes, parents might need to give a little bit of, um, I will not say uh, direction, be a guide, be a guide yeah. and ask the child, okay, this is your homework. How long, how much time do you need? Ask the child to regulate, self-regulate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then also let them know what it means when your homework is over, you know, what should it look like? Yeah. So I think uh, the parent just needs to be that starter, that mm. guide, you know, to let the child know, listen, this is your homework. Uh, if you need me to be there, I'm there. But otherwise, I trust you can do yeah. it. I really like what you said about what do you think it needs to look like? Because I think sometimes, especially especially when kids aren't really interested in what they have to do, but they have to do it. Right. Um, it's it's always nice for them to bring what is vague and ambiguous, like something they can't picture to something that's tangible. Like what, what does it need to look like? Yes. And I think responsibility and excellence kind of go hand in hand. Yes. If, if, if you're being responsible, then you are also making a commitment to giving your best in what you're doing. Yes, absolutely. And you know, Richard, not only with young children, even like with teenagers, when they go out, sometimes as parents, we say, okay, you're going out, please be responsible. Yeah. You know, sometimes children, that word is a very, it's, uh, it's a very wide word. Right? What does it mean? Exactly. So when you say, please be responsible, it's better to break it down and <laughs> tell them, what does it look like? You know, make sure that you're not talking to strangers. Make sure you call me when you reach or what is it that you want? And even yeah. with young children, you need to give break it down to yeah. the specific uh, outcomes that you want to see so that they understand, oh, finishing my homework and, um, you know, or finishing my homework at this time means I'm being responsible, giving yeah. that word meaning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. Um, also being mindful about what you can do and what you can't do. I think, you know, having these discussions with children is quite important. Yes. Um, as people get older, I mean, look at, just as adults, there are so many of us um, that we aren't able to assert. Um, I don't know whether it's the way we've been brought up, whether it's cultural, uh, whether it's been really difficult for us to say no as we were growing up. Mm, um, yes. But when I, I know so many people that when people ask them things, it's very difficult for them to say no, that I don't think I can do this right now. Um, it's tough. And, uh, and sometimes... We may even frown upon it when our children say no. Um, yes. You know, so I feel like as if we need to be able to celebrate assertiveness as long as it's being done respectfully and tactfully. Yes. So if a child isn't able to do it, having that communication or conversation with them as to why and what, what is it that, that, you know, that will make it easier for you. Um, you know, I think that's teaching them a lot as well in terms of responsibility. Yes, absolutely. I think, you know, we've because we've been brought up in societies and, you know, we've lived in, you know, in, in extended families. Yeah. We've always, a lot of us have just been people pleasers. And, yeah. you know, that's where we grew up thinking that we need to please everyone all the time. But like you said, I think it's beautiful when you teach children to take responsibility, you know, and 
be assertive where they have to mm. and you know say no where they have to i think that's mm. a very very important point you brought up richard and we should be we should support our children to be able to do that yeah yeah i think having these kind of communications is quite healthy and i i would encourage parents you know to to see the beauty in having these conversations with children yeah uh, because you because you know there's a very close uh, thin line between being responsible and obedient and a lot of parents think that resp- responsibility is the same as obedience it's not it's and not ex- no. no it's not and if you expect your child to be listening to you all the time then don't be taken aback when they are out there in the real world and they are listening to someone when they should actually not be listening and i yeah. can't remember who wrote this book but he spoke about intelligent disobedience yeah. it is so important to get children to practice uh, mm. like you said to be assertive to say no mm. and take responsibility not only to say yes but mm. also so to be accountable for what you have to be but also mm. to be accountable for what you don't have to do yeah yeah you know and by by having these conversations uh, you know developing these kind of relationships with your children you are also taking on that responsibility of being the go-to person you need to be that reliable person as well you know as yes. a parent uh yes. and by being reliable as a parent uh we also have to be mindful of how we react um oh, yes. to things that they may inform us you know part of being responsible is to respond ably so we 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 uh, let me just repeat that part of being responsible is to be able to respond ably uh which simply means that when a situation arises and we are caught in a bit of a dilemma we need to sort of pause and we need to think about how we need to respond to our child instead of being reactive um and our children learn from that too absolutely and i think um whatever age children are it's very important to practice this you know and whenever we run into situations where we're feeling overwhelmed it's mm. okay to actually say hold oh, let me take a deep breath it's really fine to practice and to role model this and with very young children you can do so many different mindful uh, practices you know yeah. Yeah. um to to stop to stop think and then actually respond to whatever it is yeah i was seeing uh, today uh, uh, my son was uh, you know talking on facetime with his uh, with his cousin and uh, and i could see that he obviously as the phrase goes got up from the wrong side of the bed <laughs> and th- there was obviously something bothering him he he, he wasn't being very respectful at all um okay. so it was one of the you know i i just had to put him on mute and turn the screen a little bit away and i just put my you know hand on his chest and i'm saying you know i can i can sense that you're not feeling it right now mm-hmm. you know what's going on and he was just a little frustrated and i said look i can understand if you need some time you want to take a couple of breaths that's okay but if you'd like to continue uh conversing i need you to be patient and i need you to be respectful please can you do that for me yes you know and Absolutely. and and he 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 knew that it was at that moment that he just need to so- he needed to sort himself out but i feel like sometimes when you're on the limelight and for a child it means his cousin and the cousin's mother and the family sort of looking at him at that time he just wasn't able to take sometimes just that moment 
Right. You know, just to gather himself. And that's why in yes. classrooms we try to encourage, especially for younger children, to have these peacefulness corners and things yes. like that. Because yes. something is triggering them. We don't know what. And sometimes they don't want to say. And it's okay. Yes. But they just I, need yeah. the mechanism. No, absolutely. And that's why it's okay for us as parents to say, okay, I need to take a deep breath. Stop. I need to take... Because it just takes those few, those six to ten seconds yeah. for our, you know, for our emotional brain to just calm down and let us think more logically. So, yes, and I think um, teaching them these, you know, these hand breathings and so many of these different breathing strategies, uh, you know, and these meditation scripts, actually getting one of them and doing it as a a family, you know, just doing it as a family or just doing it uh, before dinner or doing it before something else. It's so valuable because then these children learn to cope with these mindfulness strategies, even as they grow older, before exams, you know, when they're overwhelmed with what someone says, they've got it. So I think it's a very important tool to equip our children with. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Um, I think a lot of the conversations that we have about our lives in front of the kids as well um, will help them understand what is acceptable, um, you know, in in, in terms of how to deal with situations in our lives. So um, if if people give us credit, you know, how we respond to it, if we are being corrected, um, how we respond to that. I know you had spoken about, you, you had spoken about painting, blaming and shaming. Maybe you wanted to yep. speak about that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, when we pain, blame and shame children, uh, what's happening is that, uh, you know, they are going on a different tangent. They're self, they're ripping them off their self-esteem and they are going to just be, um, you know, they're not centered. They're not coming from a space of love and self-esteem. Yeah. And when you do that, uh, it's it's very, very hard to then bring them back to being centered. So yeah. I think, uh, you know, we need to be careful. And, and this is what I tell a lot of parents. Whenever something goes wrong with your child, right, just stop, take a deep breath mm. and use it as a teachable moment yeah every yes right Richard like you know when when you spoke about your son just being you know not feeling good you know just putting your hand on his chest I mean you made it a teachable moment and that is what we need to do whether your child is two or 20 you know when something goes wrong that is where there is space to learn and evolve and you know there have been times where he's come to me like you know when I say is it willing to accept credit or correction as part of responsibility so sometimes I'm like ah no I shouldn't have done that you know, I could have done this better. When I'm when I'm basically reflecting, I'm trying to take ownership for something that I may have done. And there have been times where he's come and told me, "That's okay, Daddy. Don't blame mm. yourself. It's all right." Um, <laughs> wow! Yeah, and, and you kind of right. feel good that that you know he he empathizes and he you know he understands that, which which I think is great. Um, re- being ready and being willing to clear up misunderstandings as well, I think I think it's pretty big. Um, admitting mistakes without making excuses is pretty big. Absolutely. You know something, I think a very big thing about being responsible is to really stop blaming people and playing the victim. You know, so often something as silly as, yeah, you know, I'm late because there was traffic. You know, know, I did this. And they're they're hearing you. (laughs) They're they're listening to the conversations. Absolutely. They're listening to it. When when we're on the phones, when, uh, you know, when, when we're FaceTiming, uh, they yes. may be sitting there playing Lego, but their ears are perking up and listening to everything that we're saying. 
Absolutely. So, you know, we as parents need to know that when we are playing the victim and saying, yeah, you know, I'm in this mad mood. I'm angry because you made me angry. Excuse me. Nobody can make you angry. No, yeah, so, you absolutely. Know, no. Yeah, so stop playing the victim and take responsibility uh, for yourself. And this is where, you know, self-care is important. Yeah. You know, you take responsibility for your own health, whether it's spiritual health, whether it's your mental health, whether mm. it is, you know, all, all the different aspects of self-care. You yeah. are responsible for yourself. And that's exactly what we need to teach children that yeah. they are responsible for themselves. And we're yeah. just here as guides to teach them how to be that way. Yeah. And I'd like to remind all our listeners that whatever you're listening to right now, you know, in future episodes, you're going to be, you're, there will be opportunities for us um, to have episodes on explaining how we can do these, these things. Like, for example, self-care. What does spiritual self-care actually look like? How, how can we create a routine on honoring our spirit? Um, yeah. you know, with our families and ourselves. So these are the type of things that we'll be discussing in, in future episodes um, as well. Uh, also, Shireen, I think the last thing I'd probably want to touch on is uh, taking on new responsibilities when ready. Um, I feel we, we've touched on this before, but even as ourselves, as adults, do you feel that there is a tendency that we're taking on too much? And how can we... We, we spoke about how we need to do this tactfully uh, and, and be assertive earlier. But yeah. maybe a couple of examples on how we can take on responsibilities when we're ready and how can we say no. Right. I think, you know, um, Richard, sometimes we've got this ego that just comes up. Right? That's a big and, one, isn't it? Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, it just yeah. comes up. So I feel sometimes when you're really feeling very overwhelmed, and I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with this right now, you know, people are going through a lot. So when there is a time to take up new responsibility, I mm. think we need to be assertive and and take what we can. And when we can't, there is no harm to reach out. Absolutely. You know, go out and ask people. You know, the world, the universe is there. And only when you reach out can someone come and help you. But if you don't reach out and you're trying to do everything yourself, mm -hmm. um, you, you're just, you're setting yourself up for irresponsibility and failure, right? Yeah. So I think um, we need to really be very reflective. Again, take mm -hmm. that deep breath and yeah. ask yourself, what is it that I can do? And if I can't do it, it's okay. It's okay if you can't do it all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that's what we need to understand, yeah. that it's okay, right? Yeah, no, I think the, there's definitely been a lot that we've covered today. Um, yep. You know, it is, it is definitely a big task being parents. Um, and, and it's also a big task for children. Uh, the lives that they're going through, school, online schooling, the pandemic, um, lack of social interaction. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of things going on. So right. uh, the virtue of responsibility, uh, you know, the, 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 the reverse side of the card is very interesting, Shireen. I think I'll get you to read that and then we can reflect on it a bit. Sure. Okay. I'm going to read it. My life is an influence on every life mine touches. Whether I realize it or not, I am responsible and accountable for that influence mm. by Ron Barron. The practice of responsibility. I am accountable for what I do. Others can rely on me. I keep my agreements. I give excellence to all that I do. I focus on my own part, not someone else's. I make amends for my mistakes. I am 
thankful for the gift of responsibility. It helps me to fulfill my purpose. That's beautiful, how does that? how does that speak out to you? You know, it just um, reminds me of the lockdown that we are in, yeah. and I think this particular uh, thing which says that you know my life is an influence on every other. <laughs> life. I mean, you know, if we if everyone could just be responsible, if that virtue was just. Uh, seen, you know, was practiced by everyone. We perhaps yeah. wouldn't have had a lockdown. Yeah. But, you know, this is, in fact, don't you think so, Richard, that being at home is just a reminder that when the lockdown is lifted, what we need is to go out there responsibly. Yeah, 100%. So? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think we, you know, a lot of us have sort of uh, gone beyond our boundaries uh, for a very, very long time. I think uh, wh- whether it's our influence or our impact on the earth, um, whether it's our impact uh, on our families, on our friends, um, I think we have tested uh, boundaries quite a bit. Uh, the use of natural resources, um, the boundaries, the boundaries of how much we need in order to sustain a living. Uh, you know, so so I think there, there needs to be a revisiting of what our boundaries should be, what our fences of safety should be. Yeah. Uh, and 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 if we if we can operate within that, if we can moderate responsibly, I think uh, we can lead by example for future generations, um, and it'll give that world, you know, the the planet, a little bit of respite. Absolutely. As well. And I think um, maybe you know um, to end, what I would like to say is that yes, it is. We we all have this gift of responsibility, and <clears throat> sorry, from time to time we need to remind ourselves that it is ours and it's literally up to us uh, whether we want to um, acknowledge it, Mm. whether we want to practice it and whether we want to really uh, make sure that we even help others around us Mm. recognize their own gifts of responsibility. And I have to add, it, it, it doesn't mean that we need to enjoy what we're doing. I think part of responsibility is that if we have an agreement, we keep our agreements. It, it doesn't need yes. to be something that we enjoy. It doesn't need to be our hobby. It doesn't yes. need to be any of that. So it can't be selective responsibility. Absolutely. Um, I love what you said. Yes, absolutely, Richard. I love what you said. There might, you know, when that gift of responsibility, um, is, as nice as it is, there yeah. are going to be things that we just have to be accountable for. And it's part of the package. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the the kids' version of uh, of the affirmation, I'd like to read out as well. I don't know whether you know you parents can write this down when they're discussing responsibility with their children. Um, it's uh, I am responsible. I give my best to all that I do and keep my agreements. I learn from my mistakes and I'm willing to make amends. So in general, very very similar but uh, a lot more easier easier to digest. Absolutely. And I think for the parents listening, um, you know, that is a very, if you, if you try and do that with young children and you get them to repeat, I am responsible, it mm. is really creating a neural pathway in their brain and they're going to live up to that, um, I'm not going to call it a label, but they're going to live up to that phrase of I am responsible. So, yes, thank you for sharing that, Richard. Yeah, absolutely. There's a quote that I've just read here. It says, a man can fail many times, but he isn't a failure until he begins to blame somebody else. 
Brilliant. So it was, that, it was that finger pointing that you were talking about earlier as well. Yes. So let's take responsibility just in that vein. Um, we'd like to close off and say, look, uh, we know times are difficult, but we all know what our responsibilities are. Let's take responsibility for our actions, for our agreements, and let's have deep conversations with our children. Um, let's have that relationship with them and let's hope that they too are able to uh, sort of get the virtue of responsibility and live with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally. I completely resonate with that. And I think um, I'd like to thank you, Richard, for this uh, this lovely conversation. Yeah. I think it helped me reflect a lot on responsibility as well. Many, many more to come. Many more to come. Yeah, sure. All right. So thank you everyone for joining us again today. And um, look, if you've got any topics that you'd like us to discuss, uh, any burning questions, um, please feel free to get in touch with us uh, using our social media channels. So on Instagram or Facebook at GoVirtues. So that's G-O-V-I-R-T-U-E-S. And um, to be able to listen to any of the past episodes as well, um, go to your favorite podcast player and look for Go Virtues, or head over to our website, GoVirtues.com. Thanks everyone. Have a great time. Bye. Thank you, Richard. Have a great day.